Hey, what's going on? It's Eduardo Jackson back at it again, the creator, CEO, and founder of the Cinema Draft Game, this time with a very special guest in the house for our weekend preview slash call sheet review, Mod Boy, Jay Devlin, the first week historical champion on his girlfriend's account. Say hello to the people, Jay. Hey, what's up, brother? Good to be here. Only you could get me out of bed at 8.30 in the morning to talk about movies, so... Great to be here, buddy. Thank you. That's right. We've had a lot of chatter, a lot of, a lot of chat in our group text about uh, about the game. Really excited to see how everyone's, you know, uh, taking this really seriously, getting their game up, you know, getting their strategies together. And it's going to be probably one of our more, more exciting weekends because, as you can see, we, we've got a few new releases. Uh, about the top five of these have made the talent pool this week. The accountant, of course, going wide. 3,300, Kevin Hart, what now? 2,500, Max Steele, which I don't know anyone who's talking about this film. <laughs> Seems like one of those aiming to be a four-quadrant film that's going to get zero quadrants. I don't know anyone who wants to see this film. Uh, Priceless had some interesting marketing. And then Desierto, I think I've seen the trailer of. Kind of weird. Uh, definitely you know, a genre-type film that's going to be out there in the platform release. Uh, I did see The Accountant last night, Jay. And let me tell you, yeah. shit was lit I enjoyed the hell out of it, to be honest. I only gave it three reels, and also you can see my reviews, everyone, over at uh, medium.com slash at Cinema Draft. I really enjoyed it. It's a really, really well-written script. It's got some twists and turns that uh, a couple you can kind of see coming, but the last one did not see that coming. So it, and, it's really worth it. And this really isn't a podcast. This is an intervention for you, all right? It's the it's my intervention for the accountant. You have been championing this movie for the last four days. 30 like, million, son, 30 million. I feel like even if, it was like even if it was worse than Howard the Duck, you would have said it was Casablanca, all right? <laughs> I'm here for the accountant, man. I'm trying to tell you, I'm so here for it. That movie. You are so here for it. And as we're about to get into it, since this is a micropod, I'm not even going to wait. Anybody who played more than one person from the accountant this week will not finish in the top five. That is my, <laughs> my bold call for the week. Or, or as, as Dan Bach from the, the Roto Grinders uh, uh, podcast would like to say, you, will, you are going to lose. If you don't play him in your cash games, you will you, lose. You will lose. All right, well, let's take a look at mine real quick. We'll take a look at yours. Then we'll go hit up, uh, we'll go hit up the, the fellows from our group text and then a couple select uh, call sheets and then we'll be out. So, yes, I am going to lose. My strategy <laughs> here was, was basically to, to cover all bases on, on the, the big money front. I, I headliner stacked the accountant. I got one girl on the train, the cheaper of the two uh, headliners, Haley Bennett. And, and then because Deepwater Horizon, for whatever reason, seems to be holding pretty well, if you look at the um, – oh, I guess we can't see. Oh, I, you know what? Let's, check, let's click on Kate Hudson. There we go. Uh, in the past couple weeks, I mean, it's not bad for a movie that – you know, quite honestly, I just did not quite see, you know, holding it so well. So I'm, I'm trying to cover all my bases on the, the big money front and then filling in the margins as appropriately as possible. Uh, I got my headliner for American Honey. Uh, it's expanding to 135 screens. So I think just, I mean, just the weirdness factor, just the, the what the hell is Shia LaBeouf up to factor, I, I think is going is, is gonna, to, you know, do pretty well for the platform release category. Is that a thing? The what's what's Shia LaBeouf up to factor? Yeah, like man. Don't you think? Just, I mean, I'm curious. I, I mean, mean if I could buy TMZ is one on my call sheet, maybe. I don't know if I want to see him in a movie. Man, I actually, so 
so this is how I'm looking at it, and, and this is this is really just for the genre heads too. If you consider a, a little scene, but you know, video or or DVR, or whatever, you know, whatever, down digital download, uh, cult classic film, Spring Breakers. This looks like Shia LaBeouf's Spring Breakers. Have you seen that shit, Jay? I have not seen Spring Breakers. That's the one with all the little uh, little cute chicks and James Franco being a drug yes. dealer. Yes, James yeah. James Franco getting his pure wigger on, being just, <laughs> wow, just the, the white black dude who with the gold fronts and the fake dreads, and it is electric. I I remember seeing that. I actually paid money to see that film in a theater, and just coming out like okay. Like five people are gonna see this film, but those five people might have their lives changed for a week. It was amazing, and I, James, I feel like American Honey might have that kind of potential. James Franco is my third favorite Franco. Probably my fourth. He might be my fourth favorite Franco, behind his brother Julio Franco and Franco Harris. <laughs> but Dave's cool with you. You you cool with Dave though, right? I'm and cool it, with and his hot wife. His hot wife, yes. Allison Brie. Wait, he's married? Ah, oh, bad movie. He's too young to be married in Hollywood. Actually, technically, I think they're engaged. They've been engaged for a while. They're they're not they're not a secret. Okay. All right. We'll give them a pass. All right. So so this this is my call sheet. Basically, you know, I, I went. It's 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 a little bit. Of, it's it's fairly stars and scrubs. But even for the stars part, it's kind of balanced on the on the back end. And yes, I'm going to lose because I I headliner stacked the accountant. But I believe in this film. We actually we have a side bet. Let's let's tell the people our side bet. What's our side well, bet? We have a bet. side bet about on Monday or Tuesday. I think you were day drinking and said that uh, <laughs> and said the accountant was going to make like forty million dollars this week, which is mm. just flat out not going to happen. And now the now it's coming in the forecast that it's only going to make about sixteen million. So I bet I bet you the girl on a train would be within fifteen million of the accountant this week, and it might even beat it. Oh, no, don't you don't know. That's heresy. Well, I will say this. One thing the accountant will have going for it is cre uh, is incredible word of mouth. I mean, it, it, I mean, everyone, I mean, I'll, granted, there's only about like 12 people who saw it at, uh, at like the, the 1030 screening I saw last night. But I mean, people came out buzzing. You will see some serious buzz on this movie. That's just my opinion. Right, okay. So let's take a look at some more call sheets because otherwise I can, I can probably derail this whole micropod on just the accountant. We're, we're going to focus mostly on the feature presentation because that seems to be the one that people take the most seriously. That's got my best call sheet in there. Uh, we'll probably do some call sheet review uh, after the weekend's done and the final scores are in, and we'll see just how much the accountant won over the weekend. But we'll, we're going to take a look at your call sheet now, David. You've been talking all this, Yang. Well, tell, give us the thought process behind your call sheet. Go. The thought process is, you know, for to do a Stars and Scrubs lineup, I think, in this game, a, a movie has to open like Magnificent Seven did. You have to have a movie that's just far and above going to crush everything else to afford paying those salaries. Uh, Chris Pratt and Denzel were roughly the same price, if not the same price, as Ben Affleck. But that movie opened at like $39 million, if I remember correctly. So if you don't think a movie is going to open that big, it's just a waste of your money to do that. That being said, I think you always look for underpriced value in this game. So two weeks ago, Miss Peregrine's was under, you know, you, for whatever reason, it wasn't priced high enough. So it's easy to stack that. I think Kevin Hart's movie falls in that category this week. You have to have all three of the Kevin Hart actors Ooh. for under $10,000 for a movie that's going to make about $16 million. It's just, it's pure gold in this game. 
Nice call. Real quick though, uh, let me address what you mentioned about the uh, about about the the salary related to to potential box office. And I and I, I think I shot you a text about this. At least what my thought process is when it comes to creating some of these salaries. The, the interesting thing too, we come from largely the daily fantasy sports world, right? Where we're always you know kind of obsessed with value when you're playing, say, uh, daily fantasy NFL. You you basically you basically know that to have to win the Millie Maker, you know, you basically need to have two hundred. 50 points everyone needs a 5 extra salary value etc etc with what's interesting about this game is that you always are looking for value in any kind of game theory related game like this where you're going up against other you know sharp players but the issue is that because the box office is so i think the term is like elastic it, it really changes from week to week you mm-hmm. really can't I mean, there really isn't like a, a salary value goal per se, because you're going to have weekends where 10 million might take, you know, the top of the box office versus, you know, other weekends, especially during the holiday season or the summer season, where it's going to be 50, 60, 100 million or more. So, but, but I do like, but I do like how you're thinking though, as far as like, you want to, you, 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 where you're looking relatively uh, value wise, like to percentage of box office, it's kind of where we want to be at thinking like, okay. Uh, and that's how I make the salaries too. It's like, okay, what share of the box office do I think this movie is going to make? And then I kind of work backwards from there on salary and, and doing these, these salaries in the talent pool on a Monday where almost no information's out there, you know, to the general public, you know, you're, you're kind of taking shots in the dark. You're kind of relying, you know, anecdotally on marketing and what have you. Yeah. I mean, you don't have it. You don't, you do not have an easy job. Uh, coming up with these salaries. I mean, I never. I mean, if it wasn't for the for the internet and being able to search all these uh, these bot, you know, box office pro and all these other websites, I would have had no idea that a Kevin Hart comedy movie would make sixteen million dollars. He's spilling secrets, y'all. He gave you a site. Hope y'all hope y'all got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's just my theory. And then you know, like word of mouth is, is big for for a movie, but like if a movie is good, like you think the accountant's a really good movie. Yeah. To me, that means it's going to be valuable next week when you bring its mm-hmm. salaries down and people are still going to go to the movie. And I see Girl on a Train this week being that movie. That's a good movie. It's got good buzz. Salaries came down. And it's Such been a sharp a- insight. That, that's a real, I never, I never considered that. This is thank, thank you for schooling me on my game. This is <laughs> I, I never thought of it. No, seriously. Like when you were telling, when you were talking last week uh, uh, in chat about how you were like studying weather patterns and stuff like that, which I thought was a little bonkers, but it was kind of true. I mean, maybe the hurricane depresses, you know, uh, a turnout. Maybe this, maybe that. You're really bringing an extra layer of game of of, the- of game theory to this game, and I really appreciate it. I, I sound like the biggest fucking nerd right now. <laughs> and you're not helping a me. A nerd who's cashed out twice. That weather pattern conversation was in fucking private, Ed. Don't, <laughs> show, don't share my dirty laundry with everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you, gotta, so, so you maxed out on, on Kevin Hart. Uh, Girl on the Train, you said we'll have like uh, a holdover value. I like that. And you just basically filled in the, the margins. Well, no, then I, then I just stuck with, you know, what the money that I saved by not rostering the, anybody from the accountant, I was then also able to get the headliners from Deepwater Horizon, which is going to be like, we'll be talking about Deepwater Horizon in two or three weeks, the way that we talk about Sully now. Wow. We're, we're going to be like, wow, this people just keep going to this movie. It's Hell, like, I'm probably going to go see it on a matinee tomorrow, you know? I mean, that's, that's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, when a movie is just good, it's like two or three weeks in, it's okay to keep rostering that movie because the price has just come down. 
you're still going to get those millions. You're still going to get five, six, seven million. Deepwater Horizon might even do like eight or nine. I mean, I don't even if it does ten million this week, mm, that would that's be fourteen it. points with the headliner bonus. That, that would be amazing. That's like stealing points. But if it does like seven million, you're still getting incredible value. You know, if the accountant opens under twenty million, then what you paid for the uh, the Deepwater Horizon people is a steal. Ah, so sharp. Such sharp insight. Let, let, let's let's spread your insight to other people's call sheets. Let's take a look at a couple of our buddies from the group text, The what I like to call the League of Extraordinary D-Gentlemen. Uh, let's see, who's up first? Let's, oh, the Hebrew Hammer. He also... Mike Stranger. Uh, Mike Stranger, big shouts. Uh, we also are... I actually also have a uh, side bet with him, trying to encourage him to, to get into the top 10. If he does, I have to give up a sharp, crisp namesake and Andrew Jackson. So, uh, so yeah, break down his call sheet for us, Jay. I don't even want to talk anymore. You seem to know what you're doing more than I do. No, I mean, see this call sheet. I mean, uh, right off the bat, he's got two people from the accountant, which isn't, <laughs> <laughs> he's only got one, per, he's only got Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's only his second week. I mean, his call sheet this week is exponentially better than his call sheet from last week. So that's also the cool thing about this game is watching people, they get better really quickly at it. True. It, Very they true. kind of figure it out. So his, his lineup is, is way better this week than it was last week. But, but yeah, there's just a couple, you know, like there's just no reason to have anybody from Max Steele on there. Agreed. I mean, have, have you have you seen a number tracking on it? Because I haven't seen, even seen a number tracking on it. Like I just no, I think I saw uh, five million or something. Not even three point eight million. Oh, well, abysmal! Yeah, and, and that's and, and that's in two thousand thirty four theaters, and that's that is horrendous, dude. That's and, and and honestly, I'm not even sure if we'll get that. I, don't, I haven't seen. I've I've seen like maybe three or four uh, commercials. And even though I DVR stuff, so skip through commercials, you can still get catch glimpses of stuff. I haven't seen any kind of marketing of this stuff. And I watch everything. So that's, yeah, not yeah. not at all. I thought it was like the sequel to Real Steel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you'll constantly people into seeing it. The movie was Wolverine in it. Yeah, so awesome. that was a mistake by him. I mean, because he had four hundred left in salary, he could have got somebody from the Kevin Hart movie with that money, and that's like that's an extra an extra fifteen points minimum right there. But the real question is, does he have enough to make the top ten? Do you think? I, I don't know. He's got two max steals. That's gonna kill him. It's gonna kill him. Okay. Well, you know, let's let's see what. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see what the Friday estimates bring Saturday afternoon, and then we can really start talking our ish in the group text. <laughs> Why um, we, we don't have to wait for results to talk trash. <laughs> true, talk trash. true. Yeah, yeah. You, you see me on the basketball court. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not at my fighting weight. I'm still talking, you know, trash like it's like I hang with you. Oh, so that's how it's gonna be. That's, that's how it's gonna be. That's. The, I think that's the first thing you said to me when you saw me shoot a jump shot. The very yeah. first time we played, you, I, I hit about a, a 26 footer. You go okay. in my grill. That's that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> Let me push up on this dude a little bit. All right, so this is our boy D Meeks. This is his call sheet, uh, and this looks fairly solid. I'm I'm curious of, to see. Well, actually, well, you know what? He went wrong with Birth of a Nation. As much as I love yeah. Birth of a Nation, it's not going to perform for him. Probably, it's it's actually it came down in price, probably like three or four thousand. But uh, I don't know, man. Let's see the accountant. Max Steel, oh Max Steel, yeah, it's not going to do anything. I don't see. I don't hate the one, like having one person in the account is not bad strategy. You have to make sure it's a headliner if you do it. Uh, if you true, a random guy. Mm -hmm. But again, like he's not far off from having a good lineup. If the if he had Affleck 
or Anna Kendrick. And then he had, instead of having these people from Birth of a Nation, he had them, or Max Steele, if he, if he switched those to Kevin Hart people, that's a good lineup. Then you get a fighting chance. So he's not far off from having a good lineup, but this is not a top 10 lineup. As we speak, in the group text, <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer himself <laughs> screenshotted subscribing to the Cinema Draft podcast. He's like, where's the new fire? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I have enjoyed this too much. You have no idea. I've enjoyed this too much. And, and brilliant analysis, as usual. This actually, honest, actually, I think D Meeks will crawl into the top 10. I think there's enough firepower here. Storks is, it just seems to be, you know, a consistent, you know, middle of the road, you know, performer. He's got his Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> he does have uh, Girl on the Train mm-hmm. and the Accountant. So there's enough here, like about 60% of his lineup, of his call sheet, actually is going to perform for him. So, I see, I'm, I'm predicting a, t- a top 10 finish with Dean. Top 10, okay. He's close. Yeah, top 10. Yeah, His he's close. Is close to being like pretty solid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that covers the group chat. Let's take a look at, at our at my nemesis. Uh, oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's let's do a DCT wins. DC, also, that's DC twins because he has twin daughters. DC twins. Oh, okay, okay. DCT yeah. wins. Okay, DC twins. I've been. You know, chatting with the guy for months now. I didn't. I found out what his name is. Uh, so basically, his call sheet. Uh, okay, yeah, it's 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 got an anchor right here in the middle, which you learned the hard way last week. Middle school, the worst years of my life. Fucking middle this school. Worst, this this will be the worst weekend of his box office. <laughs> this Magnificent Seven's kind of run out of steam, but otherwise, it's not bad. Birth of a Nation. You know, it's as much as I love some Birth of a Nation up here in the corner. Uh, it's not going to do what it needs to do for his call sheet. But it's, it's, it, this is his first week, correct? Well, yeah, it is. So, I mean, I think of all the guys that have done it for the first week, this this is one. Of, this is a better effort than the, like than Mike did last week, right? So. Yes, but he's still coming up pretty hot. And, and let me tell you, just you know, he's got an account in here. Let me just say about Cynthia Day Robinson. Gore, I mean, gorgeous and watching okay. her for years. I remember her forever. But she, her role is actually pretty pivotal in in the accountant. And I just and I remember looking at her the entire movie, like, who is she? She looks familiar. I've seen this face before. She does a really good job. You know, big shouts to you, Cynthia. I'm sure you will backtrack eventually to listen to all of these pods once this thing blows up. Love you. How about you, girl? I'm in LA next week. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and let's take a look at Jaybirds, and then I think we can probably call it good. Uh, Jaybird is is our nemesis. Wow. He he's Jaybird. been the terrorist. Max Steele, not gonna do it. Ah, he, you know, and I think he might have. You think he might iron me last night too after a theater call lock and and uh, or uh, I'm sorry, a uh, call sheet lock and the game started. Like, oh, you know, I think I might have gone bad, bad Max Steele. I'm like, yeah, you might have. Otherwise, it's a really strong call sheet. You, you know, according to the law of Jay, only one accountant, girl on the train. Even uh-huh. this Peregrines might have some juice left, don't you think? 100%. I love everything about his call sheet except for Max Steele. Max Steele. So you could have gotten another – um, what, 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 what would you have slid in there instead of Max Steele if you had if you had a salary or budget left over? What would you have stuck there? That's a good question. Don't, I don't know off the top of my head. What, I would have probably gone with the Queen of Cotway um, headliner. Maybe. I mean, what I mean, what's what else is really left out there on the well actually no, let me see if I can bring up the spreadsheet. This yeah, is this is the, the feature that once we get past we're in what we call in the in in the tech startup uh, business MVP, a minimum viable product. And this is actually a pretty advanced product from what I've been told. And so once we have like a, a real, you know, like a full-time staff working around the clock to make this the best game for you, we're actually gonna have a feature which my which my mom and someone else requested 
where we can, after the game is running, where you can actually see, you know, the remaining, uh, or not the remaining, but you can see the whole talent pool at a glance. I think that'd be actually really helpful because I'm pretty sure as we go along, a lot of people and players will want to see, you know, you know what plays they could have made, you know, what's out there in, in just to help improve their own game. So let me bring up the, the talent pool real quick, Google, Google for this week, and see what could have been out there to have helped Jaybird out. What could he have done? Yeah, here we go. Let me slide this over on screen. So if you look at the talent pool, so he had roughly uh, – hold on. Let me do this right. Hmm. So he had – so 8,100, he had nothing left. So he had 8,100 left. Okay, cool. So if he had 8,100 left, what would uh, what would you have stuck in there? Let's see. How much is the salary? Go down to the deep water horizon, people. How much are they? Okay, so salary-wise, we have 8,100 left. This is what you got. You have Max Steel, the Birth of a Nation. He, he, he was priced at a deep water horizon. Deep water horizon starts at 10. But that's what I'm saying. I, I might have just gone down from uh, his Miss Prayer. I, I don't even know how to pronounce that fucking Ms. name. Miss Peregrine? Yeah. Miss Peregrine's whatever the hell that movie is. I, okay. I might have gone down to somebody from Deepwater and then gone up to somebody from Deepwater from Max Steel. Side by side real quick. Yeah, 10-1. You got – yeah, he had 20,000. So I would have gone – I probably would have gone uh, two Deepwater Horizon people. Too deep. Uh, oh, where'd the screen go? Where'd it go? Uh, <clears throat> is that right there? If Deepwater does eight million, that's sixteen million right there. If if Peregrines does nine million and Max Steel does three million, you know you're looking at twelve million. So you know you, you kind of sell yourself short on about four points by doing that. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. All right, I'm gonna have to open up a new screen real quick. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so okay, so deep, yeah, Deepwater Horizon. I think if if you're just looking to to fill that slot, uh, but so then so then if you're if you need an extra nineteen hundred, you're, you're taking it away from well, where's the extra nineteen hundred come from? It's I'm taking uh, from Miss Peregrine. Miss Peregrine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. What did let's let's see. Let me check the boxers. What did Miss Peregrine do last weekend? Did it did it do in the in in the in the teens? I mean, it's still in 3,800 fucking theaters, which is absolutely outrageous. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, so, so actually, so here, here's a, here's a, here's a pro tip or not pro tip, but just something I've, I've observed with a lot of these wide release films, when they go, um, when, they, when they open up the, uh, in most theaters wide, the studios have like a deal with most of these theaters where they have to lock in for the first two weeks. So the first two weeks, you're going to see static um, uh, the, uh, theater counts for your girls on the train, your your peregrines, your the accountants, whatever. You're, you're going you're to see the same screen count almost identically for the first two weeks. And then, then after that, they, they can fluctuate up or down some. Okay. So it looks like, yeah, so you so yesterday did, okay, that's interesting. And we don't have any weekend from last week. Okay, that's cool. So, yeah, so it looks like we've got, so it looks like Jaybird had, like, a really strong call sheet. It still looks, to me, it still looks like it's going to be a top five call sheet maybe. It's because, you know, it's, it's solid, man. It's really solid. I like the, if the accountant does blow up and open up at, like, 25, like you seem to think it will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's a really good, that's a really good play. If it opens up at like eighteen, it's just gonna tank lineups. 
So, <laughs> yeah, we'll but see. he's got a headliner bonus, and you know, it looks looks pretty good. Well, shoot, Jay. I, I mean, this is this has been incredible. You know, you're you're the man. Uh, appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with the people. If you guys want to get up with uh, Cinema Draft, just go to cinemadraft.co if you have not signed up to play yet. We have games running every Thursday at 10 p.m. with our theater call, or with our theater count lock at 6 p.m. Pacific. Game runs at 10 p.m. Pacific. We should have new talent pools for you to play at Tuesday morning. I try to get those out as soon as possible. Follow us on all of our social media channels, Facebook through iTunes, where you can subscribe to the podcast, like our boy the Hebrew Hammer has, and see all of our amazing content for you, including our weekly podcast uh, next week coming up on my birthday. I can't believe I'm working on my damn birthday. Next Tuesday, we'll be recording it uh, with our guests returning from last week, the duo, the amazing duo of KG and G-Nice, and our normal co-host, Peter Vogt, the lead designer of this beautiful site, which you're used to. Anything you want to uh, leave a part of? Oh, and let, yeah, uh, give a shout out for your podcast, Jay. You yeah, I want to do a radio show called Mostly Sports out here in LA. You can find us on uh, iHeartRadio. You can find us on UBN Radio, then iTunes. Just throw Mostly Sports in the Google machine, and you'll see Mike and I's ugly face. Ed, looking forward to having you on the show when you come back out to LA. Uh, shout out to the guys in the Hederman group. You know, we're going to blow this thing up, man. Cinema Draft is going to be, uh, you know, the next big thing, and I'll be living in your guest house one of these days. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Great, great stuff as always. Uh, appreciate you, and we will see you all later next time.